everyone, and welcome to another episode of You Press Play News. My name is Natalia. I'm a staff writer. My name is Nadia, and I'm a contributor. I'm Michael. I'm the social media manager. And here's your news for this week. Positive coronavirus cases at FAU have fallen to seven cases as of November 13th. Six students and one employee all on the Boca Raton campus. The seven cases are the lowest since the fall 2021 semester started in late August. In Palm Beach County, vaccination rates increased for the first time since October 21st. 61% of Palm Beach County residents are now fully vaccinated, according to New York Times data. The county is averaging 103 new cases per day as of November 12th. That's a 28% decrease in average daily cases from the previous two weeks. In Florida, vaccination rates remain at 60%, just as they were on November 5th. The 60% vaccinated mark amounts to nearly 13 million Floridians. More than 60,000 people in Florida have died from COVID-19 since the pandemic began in March 2020. To find more details, visit upressonline.com and read the weekly COVID updates. On November 11th, District Judge Judith Levy approved a $626 million settlement for the victims of the lead water crisis in Flint, Michigan. This comes seven years after Flint residents first noticed the change in their water quality in April of 2014. According to The Guardian, this case was brought by tens of thousands of residents affected by the contaminated water. Additionally, The Guardian states that most of the money will come from the state of Michigan, which was repeatedly accused of overlooking the risks of using Flint River as a water source without properly treating it. According to the AP, earlier this year, authorities found at least 90 cases of Legionnaire's disease in Genesee County, Michigan, including 12 deaths. In January, former Michigan Governor Rick Snyder was charged with two counts of willful neglect relating to the contamination. As The Guardian states, payouts from the settlement will be made based on a system that provides more money to younger claimants and to those who can show proof of injury related to the contamination. MSNBC and NBC News anchor Brian Williams is leaving the company at the end of the year. The 28-year veteran of the network has anchored the end-of-the-day newscast and political talk program the 11th hour for the past five years. According to CNN Business, Williams was a key player in the launch of the MSNBC News Channel back in 1996, working the breaking news coverage and primetime recap of the day. Later on, he became the country's best-known newsman during his time on NBC Nightly News. His term was cut short on Nightly after he was found to have exaggerated some stories in interviews, and he was suspended for six months and replaced by Lester Holt. He was able to embrace his MSNBC assignment and reinvent himself with being on cable, allowing him to share his personality and perspective. Williams was there for most of the moments in the Trump presidency term. In his statement, he boiled down his time at NBC in, quote, 28 years, 38 countries, eight Olympic Games, seven presidential elections, half a dozen presidents, few wars, and one SNF. On November 12th, former Trump advisor Steve Bannon was charged with contempt of Congress after failing to appear before a committee investigating the attack on the U.S. Capitol earlier this year. The House voted on October 27th to find Bannon in contempt after his lawyer told them that he would, quote, not cooperate, citing his executive privilege granted by Trump. NBC News states that the committee members cited comments Bannon made on his radio show a day prior to the riot. He stated that, quote, all hell is going to break loose tomorrow, which suggests that he, quote, had some foreknowledge about what was going to take place at the Capitol. According to NBC News, this is, quote, a first. No one has been charged with two counts for contempt of Congress when executive privilege was granted. Bannon is one of 35 people and groups who have received a subpoena, including other Trump allies. 
If Bannon is convicted, he could face a fine of up to $100,000 and up to a year in prison. According to NBC News, Attorney General Merrick Garland issued a statement explaining the decision behind indicting Bannon. He asserted that Bannon's indictment should send a, quote, clear message to anyone who thinks they can ignore the select committee or try to stonewall the investigation. He also stated that, quote, no one is above the law. The Myanmar junta has charged U.S. journalist Danny Finster with sedition and terrorism, of which carry a maximum sentence of life imprisonment. As per CBS News, Finster had been working for the local outlet Frontier Myanmar for around a year and was arrested when he was heading home to see family back in May and has been in prison since then. According to CNN, before November, he was charged already with visa breaches, unlawful association with an illegal group, and incitement under the Section 505A of the Myanmar Penal Code, which makes it a crime to publish or circulate comments that, quote, cause fear or spread, quote, fake news. The world is on track for 2.4 degrees Celsius of warming above pre-industrial levels, according to a new study. Despite new promises from many nations in the United Nations Climate Change Conference, also known as COP26 in Glasgow, Scotland, the Watchdog Global Action Tracker warned on Tuesday, November 9th, that global greenhouse gas emissions in the year 2030 will still be roughly twice as high as what's necessary to limit the planet's warming to one and a half degrees Celsius. One and a half degrees Celsius of warming is the threshold scientists have said the planet should stay under to avoid catastrophic climate crises. Delegates from around the globe have gathered in Glasgow to attempt to limit the climate crisis, but some are frustrated at the inaction of world leaders. It's all very well for leaders to claim they have a net zero target, but if they have no plans as to how to get there and their 2030 targets are as low as so many of them are, then frankly, these net zero targets are just lip service to real climate action, said Bill Hare, CEO of Climate Analytics, in a statement. Glasgow has a serious credibility gap. There's a lot of big statements which don't have the details underneath. Exactly when, how much, who's going to do what, said Helen Mountford, Vice President for Climate and Economics with the World Resources Institute. The window to keep warming to one and a half degrees Celsius is still achievable, but the world must act fast, according to climate scientists. Some actionable change may come from COP26, however. More than 130 countries that represent more than 85% of the planet's forests pledged last week to end and reverse deforestation and land degradation by 2030, and what was seen as the first big deal of the COP26 summit. When destroyed, forests can emit carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. The agreement included some of the world's largest carbon stocks locked away in tropical forests. Additionally, more than 25 countries agreed to stop financing fossil fuel projects abroad. On November 12th, singer Britney Spears regained control of her finances and estate after a nearly 14-year-long conservatorship. Since 2008, fans of Spears had called for the hashtag Free Britney movement. This conservatorship gave her father, Jamie Spears, full control over her financial and medical affairs. In January 2019, Spears was admitted into a mental health treatment center following news about her father's declining health. Some of her fans believe she was admitted against her will, which Spears later confirmed in a court hearing later that year, according to the New York Times. Additionally, according to NPR, her father was suspended as conservator of her estate after Spears accused him of exploiting her. Since September 2019, licensed personal fiduciary and care professional Jody Montgomery has been the conservator of Britney Spears' person. At the November 12th hearing, Los Angeles County Judge Brenda Penny said that the conservatorship of Spears' person and estate is no longer required, effective immediately, according to NPR. Fans of the singer were gathered outside the courthouse to celebrate the ruling, according to the LA Times. Spears did not attend the hearing, but referred to the end of the conservatorship as, quote, the best day ever in an Instagram post.
On Monday, November 8th, the Singaporean government said that it will no longer cover the medical costs of those that are unvaccinated by choice against COVID-19. The unvaccinated make up the bulk of new cases and hospitalizations in Singapore currently. Singapore is considered to have one of the world's best healthcare systems. A 2017 study in the leading medical journal Lancet ranked it first among 188 countries. 85% of Singapore residents are fully vaccinated. Unvaccinated people will have to cover their own costs starting on December 8th. Partially vaccinated people have until December 31st to get their second shot or else they will also have to cover their own costs. And that's been your U-Press Play News of the Week.